Money on my phone, that mean I talk to the money. Indeed. Money on my chain, that mean the money hang with me. Already. Money on my hat, that mean yeah. money on my mind. Huh. Money on my Kool-Aid, that yeah. mean my money sweet. Oh yeah, G. What the, what is on your uh, shade, bro? Shades, I mean I see the money. Yeah, yeah, money change to me, G. Shit, 65, you heard me? Huh, what's your money on your shoes for? I mean I walk to the money. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Money on my watch. Huh. I mean time is money. What's happening, guys? Happy Thursday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're back to the Dynasty Stock Report. Little stock up, little stock down, and uh, a lot of in between. So we have a very special guest tonight. We're going to introduce him in just a second. And I just want to remind you that if you're watching or listening on the Player Profiler Podcast Network, or YouTube channel, please slide over and subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone podcast channel and YouTube channel. Will it be redundant? Yes. Will you get really good stuff? Yes. Like our show Waiver Wire Sniping with our guy Kyle August, the rookie rundown with our boy Dallas. He just dropped an episode yesterday as you're listening to this on Thursday. Lots of good stuff at the Dynasty Warzone channel. And uh, speaking of good stuff, wake and take with my man, Jason Allwine. You wake up, you go to YouTube, you get the notification, notifications turned on, and you get to watch Wake and Take with my man, Jason Allwine. It's a great little show. It gets the day off on a fantasy football note. And uh, I'll tell you who I'm getting right. I got to come up with a moniker for, for producer Kevin. For now, he's just producer Kevin, but, but you know my normal co-host. He is, in fact, the man of the hour and the man. With the power, Jerry Sinclair, buddy, what's going on? Randy, it is absolutely majestic to look at both of your faces. <laughs> Not just you, which is normally great, but you are looking exponentially more intelligent with the blue light glasses on. But also Kevin's here. I am I am the only glasses one, glasses one. Producer I, I got, Kevin. I, I, I have I have old old people reading glasses that I should have busted out. I I missed an opportunity <laughs> there. Yeah. So uh, pr producer Kevin um, becoming quite the fan favorite. People like producer Kevin. They like on air Kevin. He's still producer Kevin until we can get him a moniker like the man of the hour and the man with the power. But he's not Kevin, man. So uh, you had to miss last week. You know, I, you, you gave me some bullshit reason why you missed. The real reason is, is you were sad. You were down in the dumps. You were a little distraught that the Philadelphia Phillies lost in game seven. They uh, they, they they choked on a big one and uh, came up short against those uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, still sore to talk about. Uh, I was present in the house for game seven. It was very sad. Um, I had to take a half a day next day, mental health day. It was rough, but, you know, we're back at it. Dynasty football, football season's, you know, full swing. We're about halfway through here. Ready to talk some football. Forget baseball. The World Series is not happening right now. We're, we're not imagining that's happening. Um, but, yes, I did get the backwards hat and half of the glasses memo. Um, you know, my contacts were super dry today. Also, just shout out to my own self here. I uh, just turned 30 this week, so let's go. In a new decade here, so I wanted to self-promote myself here. Uh, yeah, man, so it's been a big week. We're forgotten about the Phillies already. We're moving on to better things. 
So I'm getting. Well, it. well, speaking of Philly, I remember like when T.O. Terrell Owens was in Philly, and and it was I love me some me. It feels like Kevin right now. It feels like Kevin's like I love me some me. He's got my, but that's okay. Got my two seconds of fame. You guys got to roll with it, you know, on Player Profiler Network. Well, you're going to have a lot of fun because you're going to be able to to poke the bear a little bit because you were here when I was on vacation a couple weeks ago talking a little bit of smack. You were going to get your comeuppance last week. Don't know that you're going to get it this week. We'll see if you get it this week. Um, I mentioned Wake and Take. Again, great dude, Jason Allwine. Uh, we we are going a little bit later than, than normal because it was not your average Wednesday. Um, but awesome to have Kevin here. So let's get our one ad out of the way. Let's get that out of the way. Let's hear a quick word from the good folks at Underdog. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically Underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five. Six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than Garrett Wilson less than Aaron Rodgers less than Josh Allen less than Gabriel Davis less than boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode. So we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, And you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 Underdog matches that deposit up to a hundred bucks with promo code Underworld. Go start picking. Yeah, those pickums are fun. I've been doing the pickum stuff over on the Juice Podcast that streams live on Fridays, and you can catch the podcast on on Saturdays. So tonight we have not one, but two. Good people, bad tweets. So we're probably going to fly through the stock up, stock down. We may spend a little extra time talking about these good people with these bad tweets. But uh, I I got a double shot. So we're going to go baby belly tonight, Jesse and Dana White. You guys good with that? Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into this first one. Now, now this one I I caught the other day. Now, mind you, we have a patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I got a really good one from, from Steve. Steve Bambino, he he sent me a good one. So we're going to use Steve's next week. But I already had a double dose, a double shot of uh, ridiculousness from Twitter. But uh, here goes. Fantasy Fanatics. He, he, see, nowadays you can buy the little blue check mark, so it looks a lot more official. Got like 17 followers. I don't, don't really care. Um, at FFB underscore Fanatics. And his question, I'm assuming it's a he. We're just going to we're just gonna go gender. They, we're going to go gender neutral. They said, is Bijan approaching bus territory, averaging less than 3.5 yards per carry in his last four games? Zero touchdowns. Zero red zone. We like the dramatic reading. Zero red zone work. Is there some sort of underlying beef between him and Arthur Smith? I feel like there's underlying info not being told. So I'll start with producer Kevin. When, when you see someone say, is Bijan 
becoming a bust. What do you think? I hope this guy's in my any of my dynasty leagues. That's what I think. <laughs> I mean, I would love to to buy low on Bijan. Uh, we're talking about the best, you know, freaking specimen, I guess there, that there's been in the past decade or so. I mean, this is crazy. Uh, this is why you know, new Twitter with the check marks. Anybody can buy a check mark. This is crazy. This guy should have no credibility. Come on now. Plus, he did score a rushing touchdown this past week. Jerry, I'm gonna give this one to you, buddy. Yes. There's nothing to say. It's even if you truly believe that in your heart of hearts, you know, damn well, it's too early. We are talking on November 1st right now. So even if you decided, you know what, I'm going to type this out. I'm going to send it to the world because I believe it. You are still doing it too early. No, you are absolutely reacting and probably piggybacking on the Arthur Smith is not helping you bandwagon no get the fuck out of here i don't care stop it like where are we going to draft him in the startup we're we're, going to talk about that later in the show about you know who is the true rb1 in in dynasty right now because i got i know a couple of guys named kenneth walker and and Brees hall that might want to have a word but i'm like what in the what are we what are we doing what are we what are we we doing? doing what are we doing so first of all, how many games? Had you, I don't feel free. Anyone chime in? How many games has Bijan Robinson had less than ten PPR points? One. One. The game that he was sick and barely played. Outside of that, he's never given you less than, than ten points. How is it? He's currently on the season. I'm looking right at it in full point PPR. He is the RB eleven. I know that that you know. You probably weren't expecting Raheem Mostert to be ahead of him. You probably weren't <laughs> a- expecting Isaiah Pacheco to be ahead of him. But if Jack I told Moss. you coming, in, if I told you coming into the season, he he was going to be ahead of Derrick Henry. He was going to be ahead of Brees Hall. He was going to be ahead of Jameer Gibbs. And, and the guys that are ahead of him, Christian McCaffrey, he's pretty good. Last mm-hmm. I checked, good. Travis Etienne having a great season again. Raheem Mostert, the one-off, Zach Moss. Another anomaly. Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift, okay. But for the most part, the guy, Kyron Williams, for the most part, he's doing okay. Is 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 he setting records? No. But this is the same knuckleheaded nonsense that we heard when a guy named Jonathan Taylor was the was a rookie. And he was splitting time with a guy named Marlon Mack. And Marlon Mack, I'm a Colts fan. He was equally as useless as Tyler Algier. Like tits on a boar. He he was just not really there. I, I came up with a grandfatherly southern southern uh, saying for Jerry on that one, but I was like, he's doing fine. He's fine. Fine. I mean, are, are you disappointed with RB eleven? Is that a bust? Is RB eleven? Is an RB one overall a bust? No. Nope. Take out his That's game. That one game where he was literally sick or whatever. You know, you're more than fine with that. It, per per average, if you take that out, he's definitely. Higher, obviously. Well, that's what that's what I was going to say. Is if you so he got point three points. His average is thirteen and a half. So if you give him thirteen more, he'd go from a hundred and seven and a half points up to a hundred and twenty. And if he had a normal workload and had his normal du- double digits in that game that he was sick, he'd be the RB five or six, and we wouldn't be having to deal with knuckleheaded like this. Relax. This Jerry, guy has forty four hundred followers, by the way. I just looked. How many? 4,400, almost 45. Look at this guy. 
Feel, feel, feels like uh, anyway. Um, at any rate, so so for the FF fanat, the fantasy football fanat, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Good mean, person, bad tweet. That's a you, you're, you, it's hyperbole. You, you're outrageous. A hundred percent. But you know we have to give him something. You know how fucking stupid you have to be to even think something like that, let alone say it publicly and act like you're fucking serious. But that wasn't enough. That was not enough. Um, I, I saw. I, I you no. Know, normally we might have put this in the trade corner, but it can't go in the trade corner. This might be the worst fantasy football trade I have I have ever seen, and I have seen some bad ones. And and, and this now this person's got twenty seven thousand followers, and it's at David J Galtieri, and it's like fantasy guru. Some I, I don't know. I don't know. I know Fantasy Receipts retweeted it. That's how it came across my radar. This thing's been seen by 259,000 people. And he says, don't care that it's two years away. We collect random, in quotation marks, random future first. And it says, it's a a screenshot of an underdog trade. A trade has been completed. Didn't redact his name. Proud as a sumbitch on this one. He, David J. Galtieri, got a 2026. 2026 first, and he gave up Michael Thomas, Devon A. Chain, Puka Nakua. Now, this is after, now, now mind you, this tweet came out on excuse me, September 14th, three days after Puka had that really good game, and Devon A. Chain was not yet playing. But this is a this is a horrible, and it was like process over players bad process you don't get to say process over players and then look back through it with you know rose colored revisionist history glasses this is not good process who is listening to this cat give out dynasty advice this is terrible this is the drizzling shits of a trade first of all first of all Devon A-Chain alone forget Michael Thomas forget Puka Nakua forget those some bitches let's focus on Devon A-Chain in a one QB league, he's going at the back end of the first round as, as, as a rookie pick. And in a super flex, he was going like 201, 205 in that window. So if you were on the clock and you had the 201 through 205 in a super flex and someone offered you a random 26 first, you're going to tell that person to randomly go fuck themselves. So how in the name of Zeus's butthole can you think that giving up not only Devon A-Chain, who again, who you spent the 201 through 205 on, and we'll just throw in a guy who just had like the best rookie wide receiver game of week one this year, and, and just a veteran in Michael Thomas. Here, you take all of these, and my process is right. I was like, what in the French fried titty fuck are we doing here? But that, that, was, that was my take on this. Jerry? I don't know how I can top what in the French fried titty fuck. <laughs> I let's say I'm going to play devil's advocate. Let's say you don't like Devon A. Chain. No, Jerry, I'm I'm cutting you off. No, 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 you're not. And let's say you don't like Puka Nakua and you want to get rid of them, Randy. You know, I don't, I, I, I'm not the biggest Devon A. Chain guy. And I'm scared about the situation with Puka Nakua. But if I'm going to trade them, why in the hell am I going to package them 
And why am I only getting a 2026 first? Like if I am a person that does not care about player value and trade value, I can trade Devon A-Chain for somebody in that league and get a 2026 first. And I can still have Puka Nakua on my team. And I can do the exact same thing and offer somebody else a 2026 first in that league for Puka Nakua, and they're going to accept it 100 times out of 100 because that's a dipshit trade. Both singularly is a bad trade. Accepting that is wild. Is absolutely wild. and, And brag about it. Just out there, just thumping the old chest. It was, it was like, what in the? Listen, that's like, Kevin? that's like, that's bragging about shit in your pants. No, is no. What it is. like you're you're out and you shit your pants and you call everybody and you let them know that you were confident in a fart so much that you shit your pants and no. you wanted everybody to know about it. Close, close. So it says process. He's he's about the process. This process is akin to wiping your ass and then taking a shit. That's what this deal was. That's what this deal was. Kev, I'm going to give you the final word on this because my blood pressure is rising and I'm going to get I'm going to give you the last word. Well, I'm all about trusting the process. So this is not the correct process. So two things here. Two wise gentlemen have have constantly talked about this over and over. You should have a plan for about 2 years in dynasty. You probably shouldn't go much past that. You need to not think, you know, don't build for 2026. So that's basically taking you to your vice, this is bad process from that alone. Second, shameless plug, the Dominator app, which is very nice. You can plug in trades and stuff through Player Profiler. Um, if you plug this in, which I just did, so if you're not familiar oh, with it, you get points for each player. Each player has a value. Um, team one, which is the players, they got 401.67 points. Okay. Right? That's a lot of points. So 2026 first is worth only, and this adds the plus three roster spaces. So it adds a, you know, X amount of whatever. Uh, so that 2026 and the three empty spaces is worth 145.92. So nearly triple and, and, value you're getting. So like basically exactly what Jerry said, you probably could do even each one of these for that pick is bad. And, and again, I want to be fair. This trade was done on September 14th. Right, not October fourteenth after Devon A. Chan had had a fifty-six point game. That's that would be being unfair. I don't care if you did it back in the spring. Right. I don't care if you did it during your rookie draft. It's a horrible process. Then it's horrible because I I've done this. I've I've done this trade. I've been on. I did it this year in a league. I I wanted to to trade up to get the two hundred four. I had to give up a twenty five first. Not a twenty six. It, it is it is better that it was. September 14th, though, just for the rest. I I just want to be fair, but I I just want to also make sure we get this out. This motherfucker on the planet. Holy shit. Yeah. This motherfucker on the planet. Holy shit. I I talk a lot of shit about the Corey Coleman, Michael Thomas trade from 2016 or whenever the hell I did that or 2014. What was that trade? I don't know. Whenever he was a rookie. That was a bad trade that I have eaten a lot of dirt on on this podcast but goodness gracious that one's gonna age worse yep yep that's bad that's bad um so anyway that was good people bad tweets we got a couple of of uh, dana white run-ins it's just i saw that and i was like i i, I already had the one i already had the Bijan one but then i saw that trade i was like i cannot not talk about this 
I was verklempt all day at work. I was like just thinking about that trade and having to talk about it tonight. So I'm going to change the subject because like my like like my heart's murmuring, and and we just need to move on. We need to go to stock up, stock down. So we're going to go game by game. We're going to go a little bit quicker. Uh, Buccaneers at the Bills. My stock down was James Cook. Um, it's it's just not been as good as it was. And this is not about the signing of Fat Lenny. It's nothing to do about Lombardi Lenny being signed to the practice squad. It's just really about as long as Josh Allen's alive, he's the goal back. And I thought two years ago that when they gave him all this cash, this half a bill, half a billion dollars, you know, in, in, in money that, okay, maybe they don't want him to get the shit kicked out of him anymore. I don't think Josh Allen really cares. And, and a side note, how is Josh Allen not the QB1 overall in a dynasty startup? To date, he's the QB1 overall. Last year, he was the QB2 overall, but he missed a game because he lost the game against the Bengals due to the DeMar Hamlin situation. The year before that and the year before that, the QB1 overall. Wow. We just don't like the QB1 overall. We, we don't want the QB1 overall. We want the guy who we think can be the... Again, wiping your ass, then taking a shit. But my stock down was, uh, was uh, James Cook. Kevin. Um, I am doing, I agree with all that, actually, uh, for, for the record. But I, I am to the moon for uh, Dalton Kincaid. It is Dalton Kincaid season. Uh, you know what, obviously, with Dalton Knox going down, uh, it's happening, man. Uh, so just get ready. Um, I'm excited. Um, it's happening. It should be peppered with targets. He got his first touchdown this past week. Um, I think. You know, I think they'll still use Dawson Knox a little bit when he comes back, but I think this is a very good opportunity for himself to just show out and be like, yeah, I'm the guy, and this is why he drafted me in the first round. Gerald. Stock up Leonard Fournette. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just James Cook, stock down. Just not going to be what I want him to be. He's going to be fine. Like He's going to be one of those guys that you can plug in for a bye week or if you got a couple flexes and you can plug him in and be fine with it, but never going to be more than that. All right, all right. We're moving right along. We're going to go to the Colts. The Colts hosted the Saints here in Indianapolis, and uh, my stock down is Chris Olave. Uh, I mean, I tweeted this out today, and I, I like Chris Olave. I like the draft capital. I like the talent. I like everything but the situation. This is Terry McLaren 2.0 with better draft capital. Excellent wide receiver coming out of Ohio State. Love the talent. I mean, if if – at the trade deadline, which was on Tuesday, if at the trade deadline they had traded Terry McLaren to the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm to the moon. They traded him anywhere away from Sam Howell in that offense. It's great. He's been okay. He's like the wide receiver 15-16. But I believe, much like Chris Olave, Terry McLaren has the heights to be in that top five overall on the season, but he's not going to hit that as long as he's dealing with Derek Carr. So, I like Chris Olave. This is not an anti-Chris Olave take. This is what happens when you wind up in a bad spot. So that was mine. Jerry? Uh, mine's going to be stock up Zach Moss. Zach Moss's trade value is never going to be expensive because Jonathan Taylor is always going to be there. Gross production's good. It's actually been better than Jonathan Taylor's because he's the one scoring the touchdowns. I mean, he is a usable asset. And to acquire him, you are always, always, always going to be able to use the fact that Jonathan Taylor is there to make him cheap for you. So he's never going to cost you a first, and right now he's probably like RB5. The wildest part about Zach Moss 
is that he's the RB4 on the season, and he didn't play week one. Yeah, That's the kind of start he's gotten off to. So he's a kind of guy, to Jerry's point, if you're looking to buy points, if you're a contender wanting to get through Bipocalypse and buy, buy a Palooza, Zach Moss might be the kind of guy you could get for like a third, maybe a third and 24 and a third and 25, because you're like, hey, look, I'm renting this guy. I'm going, I'm going full San Francisco 49ers renting Chase Young. What about you, Kevin? So I just want to give piggyback off your Chris Olave. I saw Dave Clues tweeted out uh, yesterday. He said Chris Olave is the Kyle Pitts of wide receivers. Uh, that I felt that in my soul. Painful. It's uh, so a lot of air yards. Bad situation. Carr is kind of locked in for a little bit there. Uh, he's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be there next year too. Uh, it's not a great situation. I, I also want to bring up stock up. My stock up is Josh Downs. You guys brought him up last week, um, especially with uh, – you know, Gardner Minshew there, he's going to get the targets. You're going to be confident starting him. Uh, he has an upside of – he's going to have a good game, it seems like, regardless. Uh, and then, obviously, has an upside if he throws in a touchdown a little bit there uh, to even have a really good game. Uh, if you're in a full PPR league, absolute smash. Um, I just love him with Gardner. Um, and then I think he was even building a rapport with A-Rich, even though his numbers are obviously were better with Gardner. Um, but, you know, I'm just piggybacking on what you guys kind of talked about last week, so I'll just leave it at that. For sure. And since Gardner became the locked in every week starter in week five over the, the, the last month of the season, Josh Downs is your wide receiver 11. Very, very, very crazy. All right. The Jets and the Giants, which what might have been one of the ugliest games of football I I have ever heard about. If you think I watch this, you're drunk. Um, <laughs> it, it, but for me, it's stock up on Brees Hall. Bad quarterback. I mean, imagine what Brees Hall would be doing right now if he had Aaron Rodgers to keep defenses honest. I mean, if you're a DC, what are you doing? Put nine in the box, you know, single coverage on the outside, and just dare Zach Wilson to beat you. And he's in the in the kids doing it anyway. He's doing it in the passing game. He's doing it in the running game. The ACL seems to not be an issue, and he's only going to get stronger. I know people will tell you that Bijan's the RB one in Dynasty. And, and I will still listen listen to that. I will listen to you discuss it. But the numbers are the numbers. And Brees Hall is putting up crazy numbers. And I don't think Kenneth Walker's too far off, to be real honest. But for me, his stock is way back up on Brees Hall. Yeah, yeah I, 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 100%. Go ahead, Jerry. No, I was just going to say, that's the only person to talk about in this game, honestly. I, I mean, you, you we can pick and choose some... Something, but I mean, e- even on a bad rushing day, 12 carries, 17 yards, you still see six catches for 76 yards and a tutty. It, it, even even in a bad offense, he is still in a situation where he can do great things. I mean, he's had 11 receptions in the last two games. That is a floor that I want to keep. Hell yeah. What about you, Big Kev? I uh, I just want to bring up that basically my stock down everybody <laughs> in this game. Yes. Reese. Um, so Saquon Barkley had 36 carries. He had three receptions on five targets. So he had 39 opportunities. He had 15.8 fantasy points. That's just, I can just leave it at that. Brutal. I mean, if, if you, if you have to put a jet not named Garrett Wilson and even Garrett Wilson, who you were counted on to be your wide receiver one this year, maybe your wide receiver two on a good team. But for a guy you were expecting that level of production, 
if you're not starting Garrett Wilson as like a 2-3, wide receiver 2-3 in a league, and Brees Hall, you really shouldn't be starting anybody else. It's like, do I want to start Tyler Heineke or Zach Wilson and Tyler Heineke? And speaking of quarterbacks, let's go Texans at Panthers. For me, it's stock, it's stock up on Bryce Young. And that may shock people. And I know it's not been great, but I, I like the fact that they turned over the play calling duties to Thomas Brown. I think you're going to see a lot more motion. And, and you saw the offense look a little bit better. Um, I don't want to go stock down on C.J. Stroud, but we're going to talk about someone I really talk I like later who had four touchdowns this week. You know who it is. Um, we're going to get to him in a minute. But, but this is why you don't get too high and you don't get too low on these rookie quarterbacks. Let them give you a large sample. You know, people are out there making crazy C.J. Stroud trades. You shouldn't be out there. But I think right now there's value if you need a quarterback. Like maybe you were a contender. You lost Kirk Kirk Cousins to the Achilles. It might be a good time before he strings together a couple of decent performances. I'm looking to go get some some Bryce Young. But, Jerry, what about you? Uh, Mine's stocked down on Nico Collins on the road. His home road splits are absolutely wild. Yeah. Like it, his home games this year, seven catches, 146 yards, tutty. Seven catches, 168 yards, two tutties. Four catches, 80 yards. And then you see like the road games, three for 39, four for 30. Like it's just, it's mud butt. They're, a, I mean, and they're home this week. So, it, I mean, if you're desperate, Nico Collins probably going to go off. And whenever he's, Away from Houston, don't you dare. What about you, Bear, Bear Big Kev? I will go with, uh, I just have to bring him up. Uh, just continuously stock down on Miles Sanders. It's just ugly. It's uh, it's just not, not even relevant. Correct, yeah. So it's just, you can't even, even bother throwing him in there. I think it's going to be Chupa Hubbard's backfield. Um, rough for Miles Sanders, man. Just gross. Gross, gross. Gross. I'll tell you who's not been gross, and uh, and I'm glad that he's back, is uh, Deontay Johnson. The Jags went up to Pittsburgh, and he's right back to his old PPR goodness. Gave you 12.9 his first game back off the IR, 16.5 last week on 14 targets. This is a guy that over the course of the last couple of years has averaged around 9, 10 targets a game. You know, he, he's clearly not a touchdown guy. But if you're looking for like a wide receiver two, three, that's just especially in PPR, which most people play PPR, he's just going to fill the stat sheet week in, week out. People don't like him for whatever reason. They do not like him, but he is very, very valuable. And uh, I would love to see him wind up in like a higher volume offense. So uh, not that he doesn't get enough volume, but my stock up is Deontay Johnston. What about you, Kev? Um, I'm actually going to go, this is kind of an outside of the box one. I'm going to go stock up on Christian Kirk, even though he didn't have the best game. Uh, we got a bye week and he's been very consistent. Um, maybe that owner or whoever owns him might be a little worried about him and just be like, you can get him on a bye week. Um, Christian Kirk has been out producing uh, Calvin Ridley all season. Um, he's been, you know, there's also a, uh, was it a breakfast narrative? There was certain, some kind of narrative with, uh, was it uh, him and his wife and Trevor Lawrence and his wife, they go out together. So there's a narrative on that end. Um, I'm just really high on Christian Kirk. I just think that you should kind of buy the dip, I guess, what I'm going with here. Uh, so basically it is a buy Christian Kirk. Jerry? I can dig that. Um, I, I was going to say Deontay Johnson, but 
I'm just going to say Travis Etienne deserves to be in the discussion to be dynasty wide or running back one. I mean, in seven of the eight games, he's had at least three receptions. He's had, honestly, outside of the Kansas City game, all of those receptions, all of those games were the, the ones he had at least three. He's also had at least 17 touches in every single other game. And and he's scored a touchdown each of the last four games. He's been extremely consistent. He's catching balls. He's getting into the end zone. He's doing literally everything you want him to do, and he is 24 years old. So a, a, as far as somebody you want to build around, that's a guy. He's been unbelievable. Unreal. All right. All right. Well, let's get into another trade. Let's get into a good trade because it involves me. I'm going to go full smick. I'm going to say, let's talk about me for a minute. That's right. Now, now this isn't this is a league where I'm in the last year of my contending window. I've got a ton of aging veterans, but you know, we could all use more running back depth. And I had acquired via another trade. I had when I say a lock for the 201, there is not a greater lock for the 201 than this 201. It is the 201 without question. I sent the 201. And in return, I got DeAndre Swift and a 25 fourth. So I'm looking at Jerry's face first. So I gave up the 201 and I got back a 25 fourth because you know that I did, Jerry. You've done enough deals with me. And uh, uh, DeAndre Swift. I just give you that, you greedy fuck. Yeah. I mean, so so what are your thoughts on the trade? Is, Is that good for, you know, I, I obviously loved it. It was a when, smash. When was, when was this done? Uh, was last this... week, before last week's game. Okay, so DeAndre Swift wasn't dead? No, no, he wasn't dead in jail. Hatton went full Antonio Brown. Never, never go full Antonio Brown. He had never went Antonio Brown. He had not been doing crunches in his driveway. No, he's he's good shape. At what point in the existence of DeAndre Swift has he ever been worth 201? And that is a real uh, question. I'm never. I'm, never. This, he this has never, trend. ever. This has been a Debbie darling since he was a twinkle in his daddy's eye. And you are going to tell me you got him as the 201 with the production that he's getting right now. In what world is that a good trade? Good job, Randy. Good job on I, your I, part. It's, 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 well, so that you know, it's screen snipped. So I didn't just like, you know, make this trade up. Oh, I this see is, it. Th- this is screen sh- snipped in the show sheet. Kevin, you see the show sheet. You're the producer. You always look over the show sheet. Of course. I'm looking at it. Right I, now. I actually have back sweats here. because I'm so upset that this trade was done. Hey, you know what? I, I got to pair DeAndre Swift with Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler, and my wide receivers are Cup and Diggs and Ayuk and Sutton. So I got Kittle. Like I said, but this is the you heard a lot of older guys, but this is my last year. Um, I've got my chips in the middle of the table. I won this league last year. It's an industry league with a lot of other content creators. This league now, mind you, I'm four and four right now. I've lost the last two weeks by a combined two point seven points because because wow. fucking yay. But you know, it happens. It, it happens. It happens to all of us. Um. So so again, like I said this last week, we're just like you. We're dynasty gamers. We do dynasty content because we're dynasty gamers. We're not just doing content because. We want uh, a social media pat on the back. We're just like you. But I, I just thought I would share one of my trades. So I, I apparently did good. This is great work by you. I mean, we're um, talking about like, you know, running back on the best offensive line. This is perfect, especially for a win now. 
You don't have to worry about where he's going next year. And he's going to be a free agent. Being, and I, you have the upside of him re-signing, too, which, I mean, I think that's I even plays in your favor, too. <laughs> Jerry's beside himself right now. I, like, I, honestly, like, I'm not even a DeAndre Swift guy. Like, I'm I'm worried about everything about him. The, the, the longevity, the injury history, all of it. At no point has that man ever been worth 201. Well, that's the trade. I, I just thought, man, I, I thought I'd done I get, good. I get, I I get, did you send it? You had to send it, right? There's well, no way somebody went shopping for that and was like, I, I, ooh, I'm going to get 201 for This was a solid team. Uh, this GM was, you know, he had Najee Harris on the block. He had Joe Mick. Now, to his credit, he tried, but he, I knew he really wanted this pick. Cause he's been collecting first and he's, he's about reached his, his full of first because people weren't going to give him anymore. And I, I sold him on, I was like, look, dude, this is the 13th overall pick. I know it's not a first, but it might as well be. That's, that's what got the deal done to be quite honest. God. That's, that is great salesmanship from you. Cause I, I was like, I was like, this is a loaded class. I'm like, you think about four or five, this is a super flex tight end premium. I was like, we're going to have all these QBs. We're going to have the tight end from Georgia. We're going to have Marvin Harrison Jr. I was like, you're going to get a player you really like at 13 overall, and I'm just trying to win this league. And he was like, I, okay. I, this, this is the difference between us, Randy. I wouldn't have had the balls to send something like this because I I am too fragile to receive a middle finger emoji back from you when I send an offer like this, which is exactly what I would have given you had you sent me this nonsense. Hey, well, well I, I won't agree. may I won't since since you, it was like such a landslide in your opinion in, in my, uh, in, in my, in my favor, I tried sending this exact same trade, not for the fourth. This was, I actually added something. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't much. I'll just be very candid to rich Dotson from the dynasty nerds. He's in this league. Um, he had been contending the last few years, and like now he's in a rebuild. I offered him the two hundred one and something for Travis Etienne. I have, I have no shame. Wow, Send it full. I would. I wish he would have sent you a picture of his butthole because that's what you would have deserved. <laughs> he, he, he was, as you can only imagine, with Rich. He was a pros pro, and uh, he was like, "No, nah, I think I value him more than I do." I was like, <laughs> "I think we're at an impasse," and I, I just moved on. But it's the thirteenth pick. It's the thirteen. It's exactly right. It's not the. It's not. It's not the two hundred one. It's the thirteenth best player in this upcoming draft. So anyway, um, that was my trade. Um, speaking of DeAndre Swift, obviously he was my stock up in the Eagles oh, was at, the, he? at the Commandos. Uh, I like. I like the new wrinkle in the Tush Push, the brotherly shove, where uh, he he got the 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 tutty off of it the other day. So. Um, I was going to be looking to buy DeAndre Swift right now. I thought he would be tanking. I thought, he, you know, and a lot of people did, thought he'd be behind Kenneth Gainwell and whatever. Apparently, the new offensive coordinator, A.J. Brown, really likes him and, and allows him to touch the ball when he's not busy touching the ball. So, for me, it's stock up on DeAndre Swift. What about you, Philadelphia guy, producer Kevin? Um, yes, yeah, so it's not great, Kroll you first off that's that's a great trade a great transition great spot on the show give you credit on that um mine is continuously stock up on aj brown he is Animal. i mean we're we're talking i mean i think he's even kind of underrated at this point honestly um you know with him also i i think the industry needs to be talking more about how he, how he also is the offensive coordinator for the eagles as well 
Um, <laughs> I mean, but we're just talking about how many targets he's been getting. We, we're talking about Calvin freaking Johnson now. This man has had more 125-yard games than Calvin Johnson. Actually, no one has done this in the history of the NFL, but to be in a stat with Calvin Johnson is absolutely outrageous. Um, Do you want to know something to- wild? You want, you want to hear a wild stat? Of course. I love as good as his season has been, and we were going to agree, you know, he's, he's breaking records. He is averaging three and a half less points per game than Tyreek Hill. Holy bananas. As good as that man, that man has been killing it. He is, he is, Tyreek Hill is scoring 26.5 points per game. AJ Brown, 23 points a game. Now, I would love to have 23 points a game, but that is bananas. He on the season is almost 30 points behind. Neither one of them have had a buy yet, and he's, 30 points-ish behind Tyreek Hill. Jerry, what about you, big fella? Uh, I mean, I got a pulse out of Devonta Smith. That was cool. So I guess, yeah. I guess I will say stock slightly up on Devonta Smith. But if he goes back to being a barren wasteland after this week, I'm going to be such a sad fella. And they got the Cowboys game, so they're going to have to score, I would think. So I'm really hoping that they both do it. You got to assume that AJ Brown can't go for 125 every single game. Have you, have so, you seen and, AJ at Brown? Some point, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Make the mistake I made, Jerry. He can do it. Yeah, he can do it. There's He's no point it. in both of us being wrong. And speaking of the yeah. Cowboys, who they played this week, they played the Rams last week. And for me, it's stocked down on every pass catcher not named C.D. Lamb. And this is not because C.D. Lamb had like 41 PPR points. It's because the rest of these guys absolutely are not playing worth a popcorn fart right now. I mean, I was hoping Jake Turd Ferguson was going to do something. You know, Brandon Cooks had a little something. But for Dynasty with what we do, I was kind of hoping another another you know season removed from the knee injury and you know getting further away from the knee injury with – with Michael Gallup, man, these guys are all terrible. Tony Pollard's been okay, but it's been rough if your name's not C.D. Lamb. So I just kind of like, with a with a broad brush, painted all these guys. Kevin, my guy is it pains me to say this is stock down Cooper Cup. I, I think that his name is not drawing enough attention to like what actually has happened. Cause everybody's like Cooper cup. He's fine. Like maybe people are even not even realizing how bad he has been over the past two weeks. And really other than his one touchdown, he really hasn't been that great. He's still been getting the targets, but he's not getting the receptions, which is weird. I don't know, but also Matthew Stafford is currently hurt. Um, I almost could guarantee he's probably not playing this week, especially with the bye coming up. I'm sure they'll sit him. Um, but he is actually still day to day. So there's still a chance, but Cooper cup, man, he's basically had six, he had 6.9 points. Nice. And 6.1 points this past week. So his last two games have been brutal. Um, and that is not the type of production. We'll see how Cooper cup will he bounce back. I'm sure, but Puka Nakua, man, he's a legitimate problem, uh, and a threat to Cooper cup. Jerry, I am, I am about to be in actual professional at this for the first time in the five years because not only am i going to say my guy i'm going to lead us into the next game uh cd lamb is dynasty wide receiver two it is no longer justin jefferson based on kirk cousins being out and having no idea who that quarterback is going to be and i still know that dak is going to be there i know that they're going to pass the ball to cd lamb randy Vikings at Packers, stock up, stock down, sir. 
Well, I mean, first of all, you just don't roll a grenade into a room like let That's the thing go, not let, let, let the thing not. go let the, let the thing go off okay. and then just, just walk. people are born cool as a motherfucker and, that's exactly just, the and then casually walk into the next room. No, that's that's not how th- this works. Um, I I would say for me, I'm not putting CD Lamb any higher than than four. I mean, if you want to say AJ Brown, that's fine too. I, I, but it's, I, it's it, not for, JJ anymore. For, for, I'm sorry. It, it's it's it, you're absolutely right. I actually tweeted this out after the Kirk Cousins injury. We're going to get an early sample of what life is like without without Kirk Cousins because it was going to happen. They didn't yep. trade him. They won't be able to franchise tag him. He's probably going to be going somewhere else. So we're getting ready to get a real look. And when A.J. Brown, I mean, he's the offensive coordinator of the Eagles. He's best friends with Jalen Hurts. I mean, his situation's not going to get any worse. But whatever you think about Dak, he's shown the ability to get C.D. Lamb the ball. And then Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow go without saying. So as crazy as it is to say, it's not that crazy to say. But speaking of Justin Jefferson, there was a guy, it was a good people bad tweets a while ago, it was in the preseason, who said that Christian Watson – had more talent than Justin Jefferson. And when the Vikings hosted the Packers, Christian Watson, is he talented? Sure. Is he scoring fantasy points? Absolutely not. And that's been a real struggle for for me this year. Um, Good friend of the show and host or moderator of the Sonic Truth podcast, Alan Zaslowski of of Roster Watch and Rotowire, you know, this was his guy. And I'm not picking on on him because I, I like Christian Watson too. It's just like Jordan Love sucks. That's it. That's all I got. Jerry, what about you? What what what's your stock up, stock down? Stock down, Jordan Love. Because Jordan Love sucks. Can, can I throw out another stock up on this team? Of course. Is, is Romeo Dubes Dubes? Is he the new Chris Carter? All that dude does is catch touchdowns. That's all he does. Four for eighteen and a tutty. Romeo Dubes is not leaving you hanging. He can, he can have 18 yards, still get you a tutty. Dude, Romeo Dubs, the new Chris Carter. Kevin. I got piggyback off of Jerry. Um, I was very high on Jordan Love. I think I'm not ready to take the L just yet, but um, I, you know, I traded for him actually in the Patreon league. Um, he is my QB one at the moment. It's a rough rebuild. Don't need to get into that, but um, I'm worried about. No, Caleb Williams gonna... is your, is your QB one, buddy. <laughs> Well, if the team I I took over actually had the first, it'd be very nice. But I was lucky to ah, get my first round pick. So yeah, that person, whoever that was, shout out to them. Um, so it's gonna be a long rebuild. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's just been rough for Jordan Love, man. And yeah, I'm not thrilled about it. So I'll just leave it at that. Piggyback off Jerry. Well, if there's a quarterback playing worse than than Jordan Love, it could be Mac Jones and the Patriots were at the Dolphins. But as wrong as I was, and this is me owning it, as wrong as I was about A.J. Brown, I was equally as right about Ramondre Stevenson. I'm not the kind of guy who says, I told you so, except that I really am the kind of guy who said, I told you so. I told you that 88 targets was not repeatable. I told you that 60-some-odd catches was not repeatable. And yet people went into this season, he's an RB1, he's the RB10. You're RB drunk. He was never super talented. He, I, th- th- the reason why I was so anti-Ramondre Stevenson, it's, it's the same reason why I was so anti-Trey Lance. When Sam Darnold broke my heart, I learned a lesson. 
when James Robinson and his lack of real athleticism and draft capital crushed me, I learned the lesson with Ramondre Stevenson. So for me, it's a big stock down Ramondre Stevenson, but uh, Jerry, who was yours? I mean, stock down, everybody Patriots, stock up, everybody Dolphins. They're all doing good, and all the Patriots are doing bad. I'll allow it. Kevin. Stock up Chase Claypool. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, yeah, uh, stock down Ramon J. Stevenson. I, I can't really get much past that. I mean, like you said, stock down and then stock up for the whole team. Ramon J. Stevenson, I'll also take a fat L on that. Um, when you guys were talking about in the offseason, I didn't want to hear it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fat L on my part. So, dude, it's just rough. And then Zeke has just been getting more work and cutting into that. Um, I thought there was a chance he might get traded. He didn't. Uh, so it's just going to be ugly on for here on out. I don't, you know, um, uh, Kendrick Bourne, he what tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Right. And, uh, yeah, so are we which excited? he was doing, he was doing solid enough. Like if you had to plug him in, at least he was scoring for you this next I, game though. Well, 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 Kendrick Bourne's not even a real person. I'm just, that's a made up person. Kendrick Bourne is a made up person, but I'll tell you who's not the Falcons went to Tennessee that Tennessee had on the old school Oilers uniforms and Will Levis absolutely stock up. Now, um, I'm I was the Will Levis supporter on this show, but I don't get too high and I don't get too low. I said this earlier about CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. You're gonna have good games. There's not a lot of tape on you, but I will say this is that if the offensive coordinator in Tennessee can keep the path simple for Will Levis. And he can just distribute the ball to Chigakonkwo, DeAndre Hopkins, Nick Wexbrook-Akina. I'm not even sure Traylon Burks is a real person at this point. And, and Derrick Henry continues to do Derrick Henry things. Well, Levis could be fine. He could really be. We could really be fine. And it wasn't that many years ago that we saw Ryan Tannehill have real value in this offense. So for me, I'd stock up on Will Levis, but I'm not throwing the Will Levis ticker tape parade yet. Kevin, what about you? Can we actually? I'm just making this up on the fly. Can we do a pump the brakes? Is that so? Not really stock up or stock down. Can I do a pump the brakes on Will Levis? Is that allowed? No, absolutely not. This is we're full we're 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 full speed ahead on Will Levis. Actually, I kind of quasi pumped the brakes because I said we're not going to get too high. Right. We're not going to get too low. We're going to see what he does. You know, a short week. Thursday night against the Steelers, a good quality defense. Right. The, the, more, more to come. Jerry, what about you? I don't even want to hear about anybody else. I don't give a gosh darn about Kyle Pitts. None of those guys matters right now. We're shout talking Will Levis. So. Yeah, shout, shout out yeah. Tyler Heineke. Fuck yeah. Desmond Ritter. We want to talk. <laughs> we we want to talk about Will Levis. Yeah. We don't talk about bench quarterbacks on this show. Jerry, yeah. what are your thoughts? Because you are the uh, well, I don't, don't want to say poo pooer, but you are not as high on Will Levis as me. We're not going to talk about Bijan Robinson approaching bus territory. He's I said, I said, Will yards per carry. He's got zero red zone work. Kidding, FFB fanatics. Um, I mean, I picked him up in my redraft league. I've got quarterbacks, but just in case, homie wants to keep doing what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, listen, like you said. Not going to go super crazy, but in your very first NFL game, you were able to throw four touchdowns. And the and the way you did it, which is exactly what I wanted to see. DeAndre Hopkins exists in the world, 
And when you are a rookie playing in your first game and you go, you know what? Fuck it. DeAndre's down there. That's exactly how you should do it. You, you think uh, you think you, you don't want to get you, you, you don't think want CJ Stroud, Bryce Young would like to have a DeAndre Hopkins right now. Absolutely. Will straight up like made you, DeAndre Hopkins relevant by himself. Well, I mean, I mean 100%, 100%. All year. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Remember this in future drafts. It's not always going to work out this way. Big arm, high IQ are always a combination you want to be on the right side of. Remember, Will Levis was oh. accepted was accepted into every Ivy League college in America. He's not dumb. He's got the big arm. He does put mayonnaise in coffee. He does eat, eat bananas, bananas without the peel. I, I still can't but, get over it. But you know what? You know, maybe, maybe Tennessee in the offseason, because they're going to have this young nucleus. They're going to have, you know, like I said, Chickaconquo. They're going to have Traylon. Maybe they'll maybe they'll replace Traylon Burks with, with Will Shepard. And that's who Dallas is here this week to, to break down for us in the prospect premonition portion of the program. I nailed it. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the DWZ. That's right, the Dynasty War Zone's very own prospect premonition segment. As always, I am your host, Dallas. You can find me on all the socials at Salad Galore. That is Dallas spelled backwards with the double L galore. Guys, it's great to be back here with another segment here on a prospect in the 2024 rookie class. So for those of you that have not been following along, this may be your first, uh, you know, first little session here with the prospect premonition. This is where each week I look into my crystal ball and give you the details, the nitty gritty of a college football prospect in the 2024 class destined to be a part of your dynasty teams for years to come. Guys, I'm not talking about the big name players that everyone knows about. I'm talking about the guys in your second round, the guys in your third round that everyone's going to be talking about in a couple of months. But guess what? I'm giving you the head start on it to know who to avoid, who to be diving into, who to get those Debbie shares if you're in those Debbie leagues on. So if you've been following along, like I said, I've been doing this for now seven weeks, including the wide receiver I will be talking about today. And this will be the second wide receiver in total that I will be diving into. This is a type of profile that you're going to find pretty heavily in this year's rookie class. Last year was the year of the small shifty wide receiver a lot of undersized guys the josh downs the zay flowers that type of wide receiver the jordan addisons slightly underweight very good at separating but this year you're going to find a lot of big bodied ballers on the outside that could potentially be playing the true x role on a lot of your favorite nfl teams i'm going to talk about one of those guys today in the form of will shepherd senior wide receiver Vanderbilt University. This guy is a big old boy, six three and a half. He's sitting right around two ten right now in his senior year, and he has been a constant year in year out producer. And really, the only positive thing on the Vanderbilt team: extremely reliable, very solid hands, and moves very well for a guy that size. Realistically, he's going to be a low four four guy. And that's saying something at that size. He's the height, weight, speed combo that everyone drools after when it comes to NFL wide receivers. And when he has the ball in his hands, he's a true catch and run threat, which is what everyone wants their guys to be. 
He's a better catcher than what Quentin Johnston was last year, and he can play a very similar role to what we were hoping Quentin Johnston would be in the NFL for the Chargers. Catch and run is great. Very, very strong hands and very good at circus catches. His ability to track the ball outside the hash marks on the outside is what's really impressive for a lot of people. Um, He'll be coming into the NFL. The biggest knock on him is not a lot of route tree diversity is what I would say. And then there's question marks for some reason about his play speed. But if you watch his yak ability, that's the type of thing that I want to quell. So you're going to see it a lot. People will say, we don't know how fast he is. He's a big guy. He plays for Vanderbilt. I think he just might be a slow outside receiver. Watch the tape yourself, guys. You'll realize that Will Shepard on the outside pulls away from DBs significantly smaller than him. He pulls away from players on Alabama who we know are not slow at the DB position. And his ability to separate is very nuanced. So I like to give you guys comps, kind of floor ceilings. Look at what you're looking for. A guy from last year's class that I liked quite a bit due to his ability to separate being a larger wide receiver is Xavier Hutchinson. I see a lot of the same separation techniques that I saw with Xavier Hutchinson coming out that I see with Will Shepard. But what I really see is a smoothness deep down the field and separating at the second level, specifically in that intermediate range, right around the 15-yard marks. The ability to separate and gain distance between him and the first initial, uh, not receiver, the DB that is on him, very reminiscent of T. Higgins in college. So again, I never call these players exactly what their comps are. I'm just letting you know. So when I was watching T. in college coming out of Clemson, I saw a guy that was very smooth. It was the word association game that I like to play with my players, what I classified him as. I see very similar aspects to a guy like Will Shepard's game. But what I didn't see from T was that run after catchability. You see it a lot with Will Shepard. Um, the biggest issue I personally have that a lot of people don't talk about is that he is fast. He can separate at the intermediate level. But if he's put into press man coverage, which is not often due to the fact where not a lot of rec- uh, receivers can be press manned and not a lot of DBs can effectively run a press man system. There are issues. Um, he gets a little locked in where he tries to kind of bully ball. And it almost is like, he's trying to block the DB who's trying to block him. It's a little bit weird. Um, you'll see it a couple of times on tape. So I will caution you on that. But when I'm looking at Will Shepard, I see a guy on the outside that a lot of people are not talking about due to how many big name, big body wide receivers are in this class that everyone should be paying attention to. He's the type of profile like Apuka Nakua was this year, past year where he's going a little bit underneath the radar. There's not any glaring holes inside of his game. And he could very well play a big part for your dynasty teams in the future. So again, As I said, and as I always say here on the Prospect Premonition, looked into the crystal ball, I've seen success, and now you have seen it too. Go out and do with that information what you will. Until next week, stay tuned for future Rookie Rundown pods. There's one in the making right now for the Rookie Report cards at the halfway mark of the season. And then get excited for the second quarterback of this year's Prospect Premonition on next week's episode. I'll talk to you guys later. Wow, you got to love a guy who promotes his own shit. Dallas got his shit in. It's uh, yeah. If if you if you like knowing about the rookies like now, like if 
you're wanting to get a step ahead of being a step ahead and you want to know more about this, that's where you subscribe to the Dynasty Wars on YouTube and podcast channel. Dallas does full episodes. He breaks down the, the rookies. He, he's, he's currently done a rookie report card midway through the season. Good stuff from my man Dallas. All right, let's let's get this uh let's get this going. But uh we we need one more break. And uh, you know, you mentioned it earlier there, you know, the the dynasty, the DFS dominator. Let's talk about that one. DFS getting harder every year, but we're here to make it easier with the DFS Dominator because I know a lot of optimizers keep coming out. Oh, our optimizer. What about this optimizer? But that optimizer. Well, we have a cash game optimizer that leverages the projections from Dario, Billy, the award-winning projections at playerprofiler.com and builds the best lineups for cash games that have both upside and stability because that's what you want. It's a couple clicks, boom, boom, boom. You get the best possible lineup for your cash games. But for tournaments, traditional optimizers don't work. That's why we have a lineup genius, which takes you through the process of building lineups the way they should be built. Which quarterbacks do you want to be overweight on? Then building stacks, then setting runbacks, then optimizing and generating up to 150 lineups that you can easily import into DraftKings, into FanDuel. That's the DFS Dominator. It's only $45. A year, not not a week, a, a year, a year. Just go to Player Profiler, click on the DFS Dominator from the menu, and you won't be sorry. There you go. For all you DFS gamers, uh, maybe your dynasty team is, uh, is, is in the toilet and you're looking for something to get you by, get your nipples tingling a little bit. Maybe you wanted to get into some DFS, and uh, the DFS Dominator might be the way to do it. Speaking of tingly nipples, my 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 nipples are tingling over Kenneth Walker. Browns at the Seahawks. Dude, Kenneth Walker, just a dog. Zach Charbonnet, no problem. Tough schedule to date, no problem. Not much gets in the way of Kenneth Walker. And I'm telling you, it's it's that's the big three. We talked about the wide receivers earlier. For me right now, in Dynasty at the running back position got to be Kenneth Walker. It's got to be Brees Hall. It's got to be B. John Robinson. Guy's a dog. Jerry, you know, you, you went to school with him. Uh, I mean, I love K9. You're not going to get anything out of me that's going to be anything but positivity uh, and tingly nipples, which is obviously going to absolutely get me riled up. What about you, Kev? Kev's still new. He doesn't yes. know where the unmute he button is. He pulled the Jerry. He pulled the Jerry. Finally. Never go full Jerry. Earlier we told not, told you not to go full Antonio Brown. Also, never go full Jerry. Never go full either. Um, yeah, shout out uh, Matt. <laughs> so I'm going to flip the script on the other side. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, Elijah Moore. I'm tired of all this crap we've been hearing on the offseason. Yeah, exactly what Jerry's doing. If you're not watching on YouTube, see ya. He's been so horrendous, horrific. I'm tired of it. You can't even I, – I I mean, you got a roster him, obviously, in Dynasty, but, man, he has just been so rough. 36 yards receiving a game. Uh, he's now, like, they're trying to get him creative and, like, just basically just throw him back on punts. Um, the targets are there, and just the points aren't there. It's just it's just been beyond frustrating. You can tell I am frustrated. <laughs> uh, I just – it's been rough, man. So, it's just – it's more like stock see you. All right, all right. Well, uh, let's go to the the Denver Broncos surprising everybody when they hosted the Kansas City Chiefs, and they won, 
And on the show sheet, I put stock up Cortland Sutton and three question marks. It's like he's the wide receiver 23 on the season. Outside of a stinker in week five, he's done pretty well. He's been in double digits every single game. Now, he's getting the touchdowns, but if I told you on the season that, hey, midway through the season, Cortland Sutton's going to have more PPR points than Jalen Waddle, you would have told me I was either smoking crack or full of shit. Well, I'm not either. This is where we're at. So I'm not sure that I'm going to say stock up on Cortland Sutton, but if you're looking for a veteran to buy that I don't think much is going to change except maybe for the better, it's Cortland Sutton. That's my guy, Kev. Who's yours? Uh, I kind of want to capitulate a little bit uh, and go with stock up on Javante Williams, uh, who I've been constantly kind of crapping on the show. So I want to say, yeah, let's let's flip this around. So it's looking like um, he is absolutely the bell cow. Uh, rush share out the butt for the first running backs. 27 carries. Now, they were ahead, positive game script, so that's different. But the fact that, you know, he's clearly, it seems like he's healthy now, and they're definitely trusting him a lot more. Um, I mean, he's even getting four to three targets, four and three targets the last two games. Uh, Sean Payton clearly trusts him, and I think they're ready to ramp him all the way up, and it's just wheels up for him. So, yeah. Great I'm- time to buy because he is only getting healthier. from the And, and I love the call on the – Here's his targets. Now, he missed a game and a half, but 6, 3, 3, 3, 4, 3. 22 targets. He's played a total of – he's getting three targets a game. Yeah. Can't beat it. Jerry? That was going to be my guy, too. I mean, it it hasn't been the most efficient that you want to see. I mean, but also, if you beat the Kansas City Chiefs and you're the Denver Broncos and you've struggled the way that you have and you could see what can get you wins – Give him the ball more. I don't want to be overanalyzing this too much. I'm going to write that down. If you do something and it helps you beat the defending Super Bowl champion, you should continue to do that. Uh, I would like to see him get a little bit more um, yardage when he catches the ball because he is getting, like Kev said, you know, about three a game. He's just not doing anything with it. Now, he got into the end zone, but it's like, 15 yards like every game uh, I have been trotting him out in a flex league and every time it you know sometimes you're watching the score I, do you guys do you scoreboard watch when when you play constantly. okay yeah. so I do Obsessively. I do like Obsessively, I do yes. <laughs> yes like like it's meth yes and if you have watched Javante Williams scoreboard you have watched that number go from 3.7 to 4.1 and then it stays at 4.1 until about the fourth quarter and then you get it up to like nine and it's just, it, that's a little frustrating but it is nice to see that he is finally getting a ton of workload they're seeing that he's healthy good I think news you can still get him for cheap too because like like 100 pretty much he yeah he really hasn't had a great game besides this past week um yeah now's the time the move, the move to get him is actually after this week. Like maybe someone that you're trying to get rid of has a good game. You can package them up because he's not going to have a good game because he ain't got no game because they're on by this week. But I'll, I'll tell you who I can't wait to watch play this week, and that's stock up on Trey McMotherfucking McBride. This guy came out, and he absolutely did everything that I thought he was going to do in this offense. We got rid of that dusty-ass duster, Zach Ertz. He's gone. He's out of the way. This guy had six targets two weeks ago, 14 targets. Did you see the touchdown, how he just drove the legs and the teammates helped push him into the end zone? 
14 targets, and he might be getting Kyler Murray back. Everything's coming up, Trey McBride. I hope you listened in the offseason because you can't get him now. You can't the, – the, it's, it's, it's like how they, they, they do this in court. Like the good defense attorneys, like they, they just blurt something out and they wait for someone to say objection, and the judge will say strike it from the record. But they can't strike it from the record because you can't unhear it. You can't unsee Trey McBride dominating last week. Super excited. That's my guy, Kevin. I'm just going to retweet that or whatever t- Twitter and X calls it now. Uh, I mean, the time of buy was two weeks ago, uh, and, the, and even last week was going to be difficult. That window is absolutely closed. Um, you know, like you said, Kyler Murray, I think Clayton Toon might get the start this week. Dobbs obviously is out of town. Don't uh, care if it's Al Toon. Right, exactly. I I'm mean, playing Trey anybody, McBride. Be a, yeah, exactly. Just throw him in that slot. Uh, wheels up for Trey McBride. He's got some talent, man. What about you, Gerald? Well, Randy apparently has a history knowing exactly how defense attorneys work. Um, I, I think my guy's going to be stock up Gus Edwards, man. I mean, bro had three touchdowns. He had an 80-yard reception last week, plus he had another tutty. I mean, he's the guy there right now. You're, you're, he's going to be cheap for you to get. He's also, I mean, he's Gus Edwards. But if you can plug him in and you can get some points and he's not going to cost you a lot, if you're a contender, why would you not do that? And, and I'm not going to ruin the tweet. Uh, for, but, for a long time? No, I'm not trusting but, but, him. But, but go go find Cooter Doodle. She she works with Matthew Barry's fantasy life. Go find her Gus Edwards tweet. Thank me later. All right. Bengals at 49ers. For me, it's stocked down on Brock Purdy. Um, not like crashing the floor. And, you know, he was playing with a concussion. It looked like he got knocked again somewhere throughout the game, but he just looks off. But they need him to to be good. They need him to be good at football. And I don't think they want to go away from him because you know how it is with confidence and young QBs. But from from a fantasy standpoint, it's got to be stocked down. Jerry, what about your guy? Stock up, stock down this game? Mine is going to be stocked down Joe Mixon, even though he actually had his best game because you finally got some points out of him. Now's the time to get rid of him. He is absolutely what Ezekiel Elliott was in his last year at Dallas. Like he's, he's getting a lot of the work. He's doing absolutely nothing with it. He's finally done a little bit and he's 27. You can like, I'm, I'm good on, on Joe Mixon. Now, you know, now is he, the time you, you got a good five years out of him. He's a mid RB two, but he's had his buy. So to be fair, but, but his name the, makes him more expensive. Th- this is true. Now, let me ask you a question. I don't want to, you know, lengthen this show too much, but we talked about, you know, taking uh, another running back who was scoring points and adding something to them to go get Javante Williams. Is this the kind of move that you could make is like Joe Mixon plus a second Joe Mixon plus something to go get Javante Williams. Is that the kind of move that you're wanting to make? I, I, I think you could probably do it straight up, but absolutely. I would do that for sure. I was even wondering if you could uh, maybe even offer it straight up. I mean, you could, you can always try, you know, you might find someone who's four and four or three and five and they're trying, or they have the two Oh one. Cause everybody and, knows the two Oh one is worth and, a pot and, of gold. And, and depends on how you depends on yeah. Make sure you get a fourth back too. Or you're selling me light. All right, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, Bears at Chargers, and I just wrote, can we just make fun of Quentin Johnston for three minutes? Can we just if we just do that? We will just make fun of Quentin Johnston for three minutes. Kevin, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, semi semi Fahoko stock up right touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I mean, you, 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 
like if you're if you're a Quentin Johnson manager and you're watching that happen, like what are your thoughts? I saw I think Theo tweeted something like that. Like, are you like are we kidding here? Like, it's like he had five for fifty, so I guess it was a career high across the board. Yeah. And, and and Josh Palmer, you know, yes. twisted a knee, so maybe, maybe I think it has to ha- like it, it's not going to be fun, but like it's a great passing offense. You can't just pass to Eckler and uh, you know Keenan Allen every single time. I mean, you kind of can. You can't guess, prove that. That's true. I guess you can't, but with, with, with Justin Herbert's tendencies and, and Kellen Moore's play calling, anything's possible. Jerry, who, who is your guy from this game? Or did you just want to make fun of Quentin Johnson? Uh, no, it's gotta be Quentin Johnson, but I mean, listen, it's nice that he showed me something Six right? Targets. like a joke jokes aside. He did some stuff, nothing great. Nothing that showed me he's special. Nothing that showed me that I'm going to be able to rely on him in the dynasty playoffs. Nothing that suggests he's going to be a championship caliber asset to build around. I mean, what what are we doing? I mean, Traylon Burks has had a couple of games where he's had five receptions for 50 yards too. I'm going to need to see about a month's worth of it. And I'm going to need to see it when you've actually got competition too. Cause right now you got Mike Williams that all, for all intents and purposes for dynasty reasons is dead. You got Palmer who was out. I would hope you could show me something. I got a little bit, I got a little nibble of just something, but we're not even, we're not even close to being considered to, to one Oh six or one Oh seven or one Oh nine or wherever the hell you took him. You know, it, who has been showing us something. A guy rocking Honolulu blue, maybe the hottest stock in all of dynasty fantasy football right now. It's Jameer Gibbs. Over the last two games, something slight, as my son would say, uh, 56 points, 29.3, 27 flat. Ironically, uh, the only person who's, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, take that back. He is number one. He's edged out Alvin Kamara. Jerry, you've got to be excited as a Lions fan. And where and where do you put him in like your dynasty RB rankings, we mentioned Walker, Hall, Bijan. He's got to be four, right? Four, five, maybe JT right there in that mix. I mean, I would rather have JT, um, even with his struggles. But I am a little worried that when David Montgomery comes back, David Montgomery is going to get you can you can say no all you want. But where the Lions struggled on Monday night was exactly what David Montgomery is good at. We got to the red zone, we got five yards from pay dirt, and we pooped our pants every single time. I I mean, there is going to be, listen, I'm not going to say Jameer Gibbs is not a fucking maniac. His touchdown, 100 times out of 100, David Montgomery gets three yards on that play. And Jameer Gibbs said, whoop, 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 and he bounced it outside and he took off and oh my God. Unbelievable, but David Montgomery is going to piss you off. It, it, well, that's, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm. That's not me trying to be devil's advocate. I no, am no, telling no. you. I am telling you. I'm going to debunk that. I'm going to debunk that here in a minute. But I'm going to let I, Kevin. I, I'm going to let Kevin break the tie. You, you know it pained them to give Jameer Gibbs 26 carries. They were just wishing <laughs> that David Montgomery was there the whole entire time. I mean, I mean, the, G- Craig Reynolds got. 12 or 14 carries or something. Right. And Craig and Craig actually he punched that one in and then it got called back. He was so yeah. that felt bad. And and then you know you then you missed the field goal. Like so no, I 100% agree with Jerry. David Montgomery 
it's just going to be the way it is, which which stinks because honestly, if if he was wheels up like this every week, I think I would put him at the RB one, like overall, I agree, maybe even. And it's just it's not going to happen. It's just you know they've consistently said you know we need a guy that is the in between the tackles guy and not an explosion guy. Like basically, like we, they need a they are going to build their offense around David Montgomery. Um, my stock down though is well, first off, uh, Aiden McConnell is now the new quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders who fired everybody. Um, and I'm just not thrilled to be a Devonte Adams manager in no. a win now contending team. So I'm stocked yep. down on specifically Devonte Adams. Uh, it's not probably my price. I paid for him last season is not going to pay off. And, um, as I'm, you know, trucking towards the playoffs, I'm not thrilled right now. So this is not a great spot to be in. I also well, went on a diatribe about Gibbs, and we'll, I'll let you talk, Randy. But uh, my stock down was Jamison Williams, just for the record. He's just, yeah, he's not it. I, like, he had the one, the two catches, I think. He's just, he's not it. And that's why they brought in DPJ, which says everything you need to know about him. Anyway, Randy. Well, uh, se- several things. You're, you're both correct in that Craig Reynolds is exactly why Jameer Gibbs is unaffected. You know, Dan Campbell, as a young up-and-coming coach, worked under a guy, maybe you've heard of him, his name is Sean Payton. He was in New Orleans in 2017 when they saw how they deployed a running back, who was a rookie, by the way, named Alvin Kamara, and he shared a backfield with an older gent named Mark Ingram. Those guys on the season one finished as the RB3 overall on that season, and the other finished as the RB6. This offense has seen what Jameer Gibbs brings to the table. Now, I'm not telling you he's going to give you 27.6 and 29.9 points a game when David Montgomery gets back, but they can be successful, including him in the passing game. He's had 20 targets in his last three games, and I don't think that changes when David Montgomery comes back. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get, nor do I want him, by the way, to get 26 rushes. I don't want that. I don't want it for Javante Williams, to be quite honest. If you can tell me a guy's going to get five targets and 18 touches, I'm I'm totally cool with that. So he doesn't need as much as as he had to get the other night, and I think he can be just as good. He can be that 16 to 18 PPR point per game score, and and I think you're going to look back and go, man, I, I undersold I undersold you. No, 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 no. I, I, I agree exactly with what you're saying. I, I was just saying that – what we saw is not what we're going to get, but he doesn't need it, which you are correct. And, uh, but when it comes to the goal line work, David Montgomery's going to steal it and I he's going to be a pain in the ass. I am very impressed with the last three games. He's had 5.8 yards of carry. Um, he's really been running. Cause he looked like his vision was like, uh, he just, he this was, is all the same stuff pass. we did with Jonathan Taylor as a rookie. We got so caught up in Marlon Mack that we just, and people were like, is he a Boston some of these things take time guys, but you know, what's taking time. This podcast has taken more time than normal, but that's okay. <laughs> we had a lot to cover. We had a double dose of good people, bad tweets. We gave a shout out to cooter doodle. I mean, we just been going, but Kevin, thank you so much for jumping on Jerry dynamite. As always that broadcasting school is really paying off and uh-huh. uh, we're going to get out of here, but we're going to remind you real quick that we do have a patron patreon.com forward slash dynasty war um this this year is like if you join now we're gonna have orphans we'll put you at the top of the list and if you join now we'll we'll, we'll give you that orphan at, at our cost we'll we'll pay the entry fee if if you uh join the patron patreon I, I don't know which one 
It could be an ugly one like it's, Kevin's. It's going to be one, one of Randy's teams because they're going to be bad. Absolutely not. All my teams are great. Everybody knows that. This is not new. Um, also, if if you like the stuff from Dallas, you like the podcast, you want to support us without joining the patron, cool. Go over to YouTube. Subscribe to the Player Profile or YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. And then repeat that process with your audio, Player Profiler and Dynasty Warzone. These are all of the things that help the show. And I know you want to help the show because you listen to an hour and 20 minutes of show. And it was a good show. Kevin, man, thank you for dropping by. Always a pleasure. I mean, you kind of have to be here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Matt, Theo, and Billy like pay you to like produce the show, so you kind of have to be here. And then Jerry, of course, no Detroit hat, but you still hit a home run. No, it's a. I'm washing it currently, so Mm. I was actually upset, very, very upset that I didn't have it. Keep keep, keep an eye on that bill. Keep an eye on that bill. Oh, I got it in the little case. Don't worry. Okay, okay, perfect. You, you, you you know, and if I screwed it up, I'm going to have to pay another forty-five dollars to get another one. I know you're a man of both and taste. And yeah, that, right. that you only rock new era hats. I understand you're fitted, but uh new era committed. But you know, uh that's the show. How about that? Is this that's the show? That's what we got. So um, we're gonna get out of here. Uh Kevin's gotta go produce it. I gotta go get the audio up there. And Jerry, Jerry's gotta go, Jerry's gotta go hang out with the lovely Mrs. <laughs> Jerry. So on behalf of Jerry, the man of the hour and the man with the power, and on behalf of producer Kevin, I am Memphis. Remember. Here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're all just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here with uh, more shenanigans next week. Have a great week, guys. Thank you. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat let me tell you something pandeo you pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes, I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus.